or at a community center in the city of Orfa in southern Turkey. It opened its doors in May thanks to international donors. It's not a formal school, but it does offer classes in Turkish, English, music, and dance. Unlike many Arabic language schools in the area, it's free, so it attracts Syrians living in the neighborhood. Zebra is a 14-year-old from the city of Raqqa. Her city's been in the news this year as the headquarters of Islamic State, or ISIS. Her mother and father and 11 children, Zara's the youngest, fled a year and a half ago when fighting got intense. But here in Orfa, the bright-eyed teenager says she has little to do with her time. She says when she was in Syria, she attended school. But since arriving in Turkey, she hasn't been able to. She wants to, she says, but she can't get enrolled. Her family has limited means. Her father was a construction worker, and her mother has her hands full with a large family. Zara has always wanted to be a doctor, she says, to save lives. But when she told her family, she says they just smiled and said, Inshallah, or God willing. She says she asked her father to enroll her in school, but they don't have the means to pay the tuition. And she adds with a trace of bitterness, they don't take her seriously. She says when her father visited schools, they all asked for more money than the family could pay. She adds that her education doesn't seem all that important to her parents. Amina is a 17-year-old from Kobani, a predominantly Kurdish city about 40 miles south of here. She and her family have been here for about two months. She says they left when fighting broke out around Kobani. ISIS fighters started committing crimes against the Kurdish population, she says. Her parents, she says, are looking to enroll her in an Arabic language school, but she's focused on returning to her home. She says she misses her friends, her teachers, and just about everything about her old school in Kobani. Carol Batchelor, the UNHCR's chief in Turkey, says it's the majority of children, those outside the camps, who are missing out on getting an education. Of the neighboring host countries, the children outside of school are uh, highest in Turkey, not in Lebanon, where more than 25% are Syrian, not in Jordan. This is an extremely challenging statistic. Turkey has been generous to Syrians, who it terms as guests, but not legal refugees. This has made it difficult for Turkey to receive international funding to house its refugees, so the government has largely had to shoulder the burden alone. In fact, a report by the International Crisis Group this spring says that since 2011, Turkey has spent more than $3 billion to house and feed its Syrian guests. Outside the border city of Akçakali lies the Suleyman Shah camp, with an unofficial population of 30,000 people. It's the largest in Turkey, though receives little international media attention. Despite the cramped conditions, young refugees are at least guaranteed food, shelter, medical care, and education. This camp is more primitive than some, and inside the Turkish Relief Agency provides the estimated 8,000 school-aged children free primary and secondary schooling. There are about 75 teachers here, and that's more than 100 pupils per teacher. One of those teachers is Mohammed. We meet at a cafe in Akçakali, so we can speak more freely. Mohammed's a soft-spoken 24-year-old refugee who teaches English to camp children. He had just received his list of students for the semester and says he's nervous. I was shocked when I get in my class today. I found about 60 students in the class. Despite the large class sizes, he hopes they will be encouraged to apply to Turkish universities. 
the camp's general manager, Hussein Ortach, says already the first batch have been accepted, and he hopes to more than double the number next year. Ortach says 40 students who graduated the camp's high school applied for Turkish universities after taking a Turkish language test. Of those, 12 were accepted in places and can be enrolled in Turkish public universities. At the cafe, I put the question to Mohammed. Are a dozen Syrian high school students, most of them girls, really enrolling in Turkish university? He said he wasn't sure, but as far as the teachers have been told, he didn't think so. He says most families decline the offer because of money problems and the fear of sending students away, especially girls. It's nearly impossible to send girls in to universities for parents. They always refuse to send their girls especially if the university is in another city. This is uh, the most serious challenge. Education is possible within the camp environment, but he says that many families aren't willing to send their daughters into the great unknown after high school. There is no problem in teaching girls in the primary school or till the 12th grade, but it's nearly impossible to send girls in to universities. And as for the hundreds of thousands of teenagers living outside the camps, either in apartments or on the street, it is in some ways more difficult for them. Naya, for example, in the city of Orfa, is a 21-year-old from the town of Kamishli. Her father was a Syrian military officer who defected in 2011, forcing the family of eight to flee overnight. She says she arrived in Orfa with no high school transcript to prove she was qualified to take exams for a diploma, so she'd need to restart high school from the very beginning before she can even consider university. It's not that Naya doesn't have ambition. She wants to study business administration, but has no way to apply for college without a high school transcript. She says she's always wanted to work in a bank. She loves numbers, and she likes the way they switch on her brain. Her situation is not unique. Religious conservatism can also present obstacles to girls seeking higher education. Naya's friend, 21-year-old Yara, comes from Raqqa. She says she doesn't wear the Islamic headscarf, but at the first school, some of the teachers insisted she wear one. But even after she relented, she says she didn't feel comfortable and left. She's angry at people trying to impose their values on her. She says the real Islam is not forced on people, but people running some of the schools had strong political views, which she says is alien to her. She's been out of school for nearly four years, so she is like one of literally millions of Syrian refugees wishing the war would end so she can get on with her life. For America Abroad, I'm Jacob Resnick in Orfa, Turkey.